Attorneys down to earth and nobody cares because the jury's out. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you know all you know who I am. I'm Ev here with Gene. What up, what Jack, up? aka Splaticus. Bow, bow, what up? And you know, I'm here with somebody who I kinda know a little bit. <laughs> Just a little uh, bit, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. I'm here with I know him as my brother, but this is uh Dr. Justin. Hopkins, how you doing, man? What's going on? Man? What's up, y'all? Hey, man, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. just glad to be on the show, man. Yeah, this right. is just a, a dope setup, man. I've been enjoying y'all for a while, watching from a distance. It's just dope to be here, guys. So appreciate y'all for having me today. Yeah, yeah. How you, man? Yeah. It's been too long. I was like, what I got to do to get on the episode, y'all? Right, like, right, y'all right. been <laughs> just growing, blowing up and stuff. Right, like, right. Too famous now. Uh, right? Like, it was like I, I had to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, it's hard to get you in New York. Too, oh, now, you know, okay, you know, okay. It's me, it's me, it's me. I got it, I got it. It's you, not me. It's not us, it's you. Uh, well, 50-50, 50-50. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's good to have you, man, finally. Um, yeah, finally. Normally finally. we have two guests, but you know, we feel like you need your own show. You know, oh, wow, okay. You got your own app. Yeah, I'm falling in love now. Yeah, you know, you, you got two people in you right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, we're just going to get started with, you know, just, you know, the basics. Um, you know, tell the people cool. who you are, what you do. Yeah, I'm Everett's little brother. No, uh, so <laughs> I'm a clinical psychologist, and uh, I have a private practice in D.C. Um, where I work with uh, adults and couples. Um, I do what's called psychodynamic therapy. It's all about understanding that people have an unconscious mind and that there's mm. way more to us far beyond what we're aware about ourselves. So I, I think therapy is all about understanding yourself, knowing yourself better, uh, getting more information from your interactions, your internal experiences, so you can be more clear about your needs, your wants, your desires, and make decisions that will lead you to a more fulfilling life. So that's really the kind of therapy I do. And, of course, as a black man, like, my practice is full of, you know, people of color, you know. So I work with um, – and, and people of all walks of life, really. I mean, people who span the, the gender spectrum, uh, sexuality – race, I mean, all sorts of things uh, when it comes to that, because uh, I just feel like we could benefit from therapy so much. Yeah, it's not people, talked about enough. Yeah, it's not. It's not. People who are oppressed, man, like, therapy is one avenue for liberation, because mm -hmm. we're going to live in oppressed systems no matter what, but when you know yourself more, you can kind of detoxify from the messages that we receive that keep us down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I come from in terms of the, the kind of work that I do, mm -hmm. in a nutshell. And what, what got you into that work? Like, what, what, is, what was there oh, something that man. happened in life that you were just like, oh, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this? Well, you know, I don't want to expose F's childhood secrets. You know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just playing. He was a bully. He was a bully. He <laughs> <laughs> kept beating him up, right? That's what he did. Like, I'm going to get him back by changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fucking with you, but uh, I don't know, Look, man. All firstborns. <laughs> We're kind of assholes. Yeah, we do. We are. We are. Oldest <laughs> <We are. laughs> team. Oldest. Right? Oldest team. <laughs> and, and you, you being in psychology, we don't mean it. We just, you know, <laughs> we we helping you build character. <laughs> right. We yeah, don't yeah, benefit yeah. from it. You know. Gotta, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. I have to pick on you so you don't pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 20 years in advance. <laughs> Looking out for jeans. No, so honestly, though, honestly, in all seriousness, Corey was a pretty good uh, older brother as far as older Thank brothers you, come. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of things. You know, I, I think growing up in the barbershop, because, you know, you know, grandpa had a, had a, has his barbershop there. It's like one of the few places where dudes could come and talk, you know what I mean? And actually unload and be real with each other a little bit more. And I always, I just always fuck with that kind of vibe, like actually getting to the real of life. I'm a real curious dude. I think humans are facts, fascinating. We're all really, really complex, you know? And we only, we don't, what, what space exists where like 
men, especially men of color, can come and actually talk like in a in a more vulnerable, more revealing kind of way. It's like not many. Right, yeah. Barbershops are one. Barbershops are one. Yeah. This, this podcast is one. This yeah. podcast is one also. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's why I was trying to get on the show. You know? <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Let it go for now. So I, I think seeing that and always also just being a dude, I was always that cliche friend that people would come to to seek, seek advice from, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think therapy is about advice, but we can get to that at another point. Uh, but that was um, a question I had. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just naturally a good listener, uh, curious about people and, you know, people gravitated to me for that. So, you know, I, I kind of made a career out of it. I knew I couldn't do too much with a B, BA in psychology and I really wanted to go all the way and I did and. Here we are. When you got that BA in psychology, did you know you wanted to go to grad school from jump? Uh, not from jump. Maybe like end of junior year, beginning of senior year, which is a little late in the game, but I made it work, you know. Why, um, is, it, why is it late? Just because of the uh, grad school application cycle. I didn't really, really, really know until early fall semester of senior year. In college? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it was like. Uh, deadlines for applications are in two months, so maybe you know yeah, we got to yeah. we got to get this going. Let's speed it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I applied to a number of different programs, got into a doctorate program um, in Virginia Beach, went to Hampton, then went to Regent University in Virginia Beach, and um, I did my internship. It's five years, right? The doc- doctorate program is five years. You get your master's on the way. The fifth year's internship is kind of like a residency for medical students. Okay, I did that at the Philadelphia Veterans Hospital. Okay. Yeah, then I did. Um, so the, veterans like, you know, people who like, like military the war and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. literally. It's, and it's, those are their hot, their VAs all over the country just for veterans, people who've served in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe, you know, maybe they've been deployed, maybe they've seen combat, maybe not. But we're talking Coast Guard, Air Force, right? Navy, Army, Marines, you know. Um, I had worked at a veterans hospital during my education too, because you have to like do training along the way. Mm-hmm. First year is just class. Right. But, Two through four, it's class and clinical work mm-hmm. where you're seeing patients mm-hmm. and you're, you're supervised. And in that fifth year, you're working full time as, you know, as a psychotherapist or a psychometrician doing tests. You know, like y'all, y'all know what the inkblot test is, right? Yeah, the, the, the rush action. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. trained in that. Nah. Yeah. It's really good what, stuff. What, y'all use it for big words. Ink test, rush action. <laughs> what what's that? <laughs> well, my shit was, 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 was a, a reference to Watchmen. <laughs> Yeah, right. And the guy who he has, yeah. he has the mask on, but it's the ink that changes shape. That's a real oh, psychological assessment. Yeah, 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 so, so basically, it's like if, if I could, eject, it's it's like a white card, and it has like these just random ink blocks. Oh, they be like that that kind of, but they're like yes. mirrored, right? It's like uh, it's like yes. half of it. They're symmetrical. Like, yeah, they're symmetrical. Yeah. And then you you they, they give it to you, and they say, "What do you see?" Or how does right, it make right, you right. feel? Oh, okay. And then that's kind of like a, I don't know I don't know the the science behind it, but. That's how they and try to figure you out. <laughs> For Eugene, they're typically titties. <laughs> what do you see? Titties. I didn't even show it to you. Titties. <laughs> I know what I'm thinking. Titties. Titties. Two titty ball titties. There is a coding for that. There's a little bit of coding. 23 and 18. Dr. Hopkins, don't waste your time. This guy's just going to see titties. Let's just throw this test away. Talk for a session, though. Make sure you get that money. Right. So... You, so you, so basically, you did four years of college and yeah. five years of grad school. Yes. And, and then I a did, residency after. Well, so oh, during. Four, yeah, it's during. It's during. Okay. So that's five yeah. years, including the residency. And then I did two years of postdoc. What's that? What's that? Yeah. Postdoc, you know, postdoctoral fellowships. Okay. Right, right. So fellows in, in my world, in clinical psychology, fellowships are more of a structured way to get your clinical hours to be licensed in certain states. So some states, mm-hmm. like you have to log all of your clinical hours and your supervision and some states, you'll have enough hours to get licensed right when you graduate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of states, you won't. New York, D.C., California, pretty much any place I'd ever live. So you'd have to get, like, <laughs> you'd have to get another. <laughs> you ain't getting in Alabama. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about you, Utah. <laughs> you, you ready out of the box. <laughs> right, right. That's not the case in some of the largest cities. So you have to do another year of supervised work. And uh, you can do that in a lot of different ways, but. Uh, postdoc is one formal structured way to do it. And I just happened to go to one. Uh, I went to George Washington University in DC. That's how I ended up in DC. Um, that I really, really enjoyed. It was really dope training. It was in psychodynamic therapy, all about learning about the unconscious and helping people discover themselves. And um, yeah, and I was, uh, that was two years. 
So I did that for two years. Then I worked at Georgetown Law for two years. And so I got started with that. And you, you, were, you were helping lawyers with that? I was What's working it? with law students. Okay. Only all, my, all of my patients were law students. And that's and I was doing that part-time, and then I started building up my private practice. Okay. And okay. now, that's, so... That's uh, interesting. How, how, how related to the veterans were the, <laughs> of, the, of the people going through law school? Because I feel like that might be a little bit of similarity. I see it everywhere. I see it. I hear the bar. Different t- clacking together. Different type of trauma, yo. Different type of trauma. <laughs> of course, no Yo, the legal profession, and, and I don't think I don't think um, I don't think you know this either, because I don't think I, I've had a conversation with you about this. But so since so I did two years at, at Georgetown Law while building up my private practice, right, and that, and then mm-hmm. I moved into that full time. But so around the time when George, uh, the, the whole George Floyd movement, mm-hmm. a lot of the big law firms, many are located in D.C. and New York. They're looking for like DEI specialists and psychologists to like work with their people because they're like, yo, we got the whole culture fucked up. DEI, like, meaning. DEI, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just throwing letters again. So. <laughs> Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. okay. So yeah, that's the, a real law firm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are like the departments and big companies that be like, we kind of give a shit about like people of color, but on paper. Really. Yeah, like on paper. <laughs> on paper. They but not, but like not really, so, right? So, so is that, so, you know, I saw on your webpage that you are anti-racism consultant. Is yes. that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do some of that. I've never seen that title before anywhere. Okay. So I really want you to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So I, what I, what I would consider that is basically I'm someone who, in addition to my practice, like I do a lot of speaking engagements, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes some group facilitation for companies, but it's more so like speaking engagements. So I've spoken at schools, law firms, large companies, and that was really booming during like really in the wake of George Floyd, you know, imagine. because a lot of companies like, we don't know what to say. They're telling us we suck at our messaging. Like, we don't know what our messaging <laughs> needs to be. Like, they don't know nothing. They don't know. Right. Oh, we need somebody in PR to just be like, from the hood. No, don't <laughs> no, that. don't say that. <laughs> Yo, you, need, you just need a brown person on staff. Like, I don't understand how y'all don't see the value of that. No, it's craziness. It, it, it really I, is. I, I feel like a lot of brown people in those positions don't like They being don't. Like, being they like, don't. Hey. Yeah, hey, we just want to run this I, by you. Yeah. Neutral. You're a neutral opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Because I was like, oh, so let me let me ask you about your blackness. Yeah. Your people. Right. What would your people think of this? And it's like. It's a stressful job, yo. Right. But I, I'm glad I don't actually do it. There are people who are like, they do DEI work for a living, you know, mm-hmm. and they become like directors of DEI for different companies. Like, that's not me. But I but I will I will do some consultation, like speaking, workshops, and things like that. Okay. And so, for example, one of the ones that I did was like a two-part series with Catholic University in D.C. And the first part was like um, American racism, how did we get here? So it's literally just history about colonialism and how fucked up our system is, mm-hmm. like from then to now, right? Basically just drawing like very clear <laughs> connections, like this is, what, this is how yeah. race fucks us up. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was like, uh, American racism, where do we go from here? So it's talking about, like, how do we heal from racial trauma? Oh, you know, so you're basically showing them that there's racism. I'm, I'm making a very clear argument about what racism is, where it came from, how we can't disconnect the past from our present, mm-hmm. and um, why people feel the way they do about race. Mm. I love how that first one was phrased. Like, how do we get here? Right. Yeah. That, that sounds very white to ask. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Bro, wait. I didn't know this it was is here. like yeah. the basics, man. It is the basics, and and the definition that I use of race is like it's just it's literally just a concept to determine who gets the resources in America or who do, does not. That's mm. what it is. It's always been about that. Who gets the resources in America, right? And you can track that from the very beginning all the way up to now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, it's crazy because, you know, I was actually last week, um, you know, Trey gets some therapy, you know, yeah, services yeah. and stuff like that. So he got a new speech teacher and um, he just recently got into an, uh, a new school because he's going yeah, to um, I heard. Um, Lawrence Whitmere Academy. He's, he's supposed to be going to. Um, and that's, you know, in Long Island, it's it's near like a Jewish neighborhood, but it's, you know, a Long Island school. So, you know, it's it's, it's very good. White. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Although when we went, they had, there were a couple, there were a couple of dots. Yeah, know, yeah. A couple, a couple of us. You, you saw who his friends were going to be. <laughs> but we, but we liked it. It was yeah, not yeah, versus yeah. up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But it is, a, it's in a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So we told his, you know, speech teacher that's where he's going to be going, and she was like, "How did he get in there?" And we're Ooh. like, and, "And I wasn't there." 
Yeah. You know, my wife was there. And she was like, what do you mean? You know, and you know, you know, Avi, she, she, she ain't going to take no shit. <laughs> she going to talk about her kids. Yeah. So I don't know how she ain't kill that woman. But but me, I, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, had I heard it, you know me, I'm, I'm kind of slow to react. So I would have been like, well, he applied. And then I would have went home and drove in the car. I would have been like, what the? But I think that was, that was the first time I actually heard it against my son you know what i mean yeah. so like i was like yo this, this person is teaching him speech you know she already thinks that he has right. problems but she doesn't really have that bad of problems and, but you know what you would be surprised with is if you were to like question her be like whoa 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 whoa, hold on now right. let's, let's let's dissect this yeah they would be like well I, I don't i don't see the racism in that i don't i don't see yeah. the. i just asked a simple question yeah, you know what i'm was, saying and that's basically what i was like she she was saying like oh well you know she didn't she, she started stuttering you know oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean it like you know any type of way i just you know right. like, how did you know how did you know about it or how did you find out about this and so, right, and that's so that, not what she was asking yeah that's not yeah. what she was asking but uh, but but with but, but there are even even though there's, there's no defense for it there are people who are that oblivious right oh yeah who don't realize like some of the some of the things that they say naturally that just roll out of their mouth that with, without yeah. thinking have those racist tendencies and have the, that racist history behind behind I, the thinking I, and the absolutely and and that's I wasn't there I don't know the context but that sounds like a very like visceral response it's just like very knee jerk you know right. what I'm saying it's right. like oh how did he get in there like yeah it was and then exactly. she had to think about what she was saying she didn't right. think before she spoke so yeah. so you you probably deal with that when you go when you speak to these people about it, where where you see them on their faces like wow you really don't know that you're being racist by having this perspective or yeah. or by by and, carrying out these laws or 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 yeah. you know practicing whatever it is you're doing yeah they don't they don't get it and what i try to do is just show them literally what race is what it's done historically what it's doing now and they can like you know it, it's kind of un i feel like the way that i present it it's not negotiable and it's not about it's not about um making anyone feel bad it's about educating you about where we are and why we're here mm, you right, know right. and that's it i mean you can look at the you can look at the map of colonialism see that like europeans like colonialized like 90 percent of the world mm -hmm. right you know already you're forcing all your shit on us and like erasing our own shit mm -hmm. if that's not a like you know oppressive power move then what is and mm -hmm. then still like they're you know the standard for everything it's like you know so much bullshit mm -hmm. so i i do but the worst thing about microaggressions is that like we don't you don't know what to do with that because it's like, did that really happen? Is that like a real thing? Right. Like, right. if someone calls you a nigga, like, you're like, oh, that's clear. You don't I, have to think about that. Ain't no micro nothing. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are easier to deal with sometimes in the microaggressions because sometimes you got to think about it and you're like, fuck, like, I wish it would have said something. It's like, ugh. Yeah. You know, it's just a transfer of energy it and people work. deny it's there. Yeah. It does. It requires work that I don't really, I'm, I'm kind of sick of. I'm tired of it. Ah, so you tired know? of it, man. I'm tired of it. You know? So tired. How do you, uh, how do you judge their success in taking your advice? Yeah, what's your assessment? Like, yeah, so the, the folks who do DEI work for a living, they will they do that kind of assessment. I'm more of a lecturer and, oh, and okay. I do workshops, right? But you know, that's not a so I've partnered with other people who will do like larger projects. Like they'll do um, some sort of equity assessment, they'll gather data from the company, they will uh, do like a pre-assessment and a post-assessment, right? So I've partnered with a couple of people who do all of that work, but I'm more of the educator, okay. right? And more, more of on the, so that'll just be one component of the interventions that, that you employ, pretty okay. much. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I do. So that's what I was gonna say before. That's what I do for a couple of uh, law firms now. Uh, do I law do firms, some workshops? Law yeah, law firms now. Okay. Yeah. And are those conversations pretty much the same, or do you have to alter it for the law firms because it's directed towards the law or like the legal the legal system that they work in? No, no, it's 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 pretty similar. It's pretty similar. I mean, you know, those big firms are pretty much the epitome of corporate America. Okay. And in terms of the the issues that they have, so it's. It's pretty much the same. I haven't been able to do those large scale like education projects like I did with like a TED uh, talk or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like the one that I did for Catholic University. I haven't done that for them, but I but I but I do these like quarterly groups with what's called their Black Affinity Network. So it'll be a lot. All the associates or staff at the firm uh, that identifies black or don't, but are there to like support you know black folks in the company. Gotcha. Um, so now you said something earlier that you don't give advice. Um, I don't. We had you know, a couple of social workers on here before, 
And I made the mistake of saying that, you know, when you're giving advice. And they cut me right off. It was like, no, we don't give advice. <laughs> so I want you to explain, you know, yeah, well, well, like, what, 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 what separates advice from, like, Right, right. It's so, not like you're like, supposed to be giving advice. I'm yeah. not to be racist. Like I, I'm, I'm telling know. you to buy this crypto stock, but this yeah. is not financial advice. It's like, <laughs> right, um, right. it kind of is, but it so, is. <laughs> so uh, let's let's separate the two, right? So for when I'm consulting or doing a workshop or a speaking engagement, I will I will give some more direct instruction. But when when I'm working with a patient, like working with couples, I do not tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Do you give them suggestions? <laughs> I may eventually, but mostly, this is what I tell people the first time, like the first phone call I have with people. It's like, I'm not the type of therapist that gives advice. I do not give homework, right? More so, I feel like the work comes from me trying to help you figure out what is best for you in your life. I think advice is really hard to give, and it's often really easy to give, and it's often wrong, because it's usually about the person giving it, and then it's the person receiving it. Mm-hmm. So my job is to really like get to know that person, become preoccupied with the things that they're telling me, uh, and and think about their past and present as they're speaking with me in the moment, so that I can help them understand who they are in a better way. Okay. And from there, they can make decisions for themselves that are more beneficial. Do you have sessions like back to back? Is it hard to, given what you're describing as your process with them, is it hard to get in their zone? During the session, because everybody remember, is different. Remember yeah. everything yeah. that you need for that session. Yo, it's not. It's not hard to remember people. You know, like I, you know, you lock in. You really, you really get to know someone, and you can kind of get the emotional landscape. So when they say certain things, you know, you just remember a whole slew of things, like their boyfriend's name, aunt's friend. You know, it's like just like, yeah, it, it is. It, it's on that level of intimacy, I would say, but. Uh, I um and I also don't talk much about myself in therapy either. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really self disclose all that much because you know it's it's really it's, it's really their you. space. <laughs> yeah, it's not about me. exactly yeah. to put it lightly, right? I mean, yeah. put it put it straightforward. I mean, this this you never had clients that you remember like as soon as you... yeah yeah of course of course yeah, I mean, she had the fatty. <laughs> <laughs> like Jack remembers his teacher. Yeah yeah right. Fatty. Yep. <laughs> this is a running like this is a running storyline. Jack's teacher. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm picking yeah. up. I'm picking up. Yeah, yo. Um, all right. So, um, I guess um, one thing I did want to ask too, because I did ask social workers as well. So, what's the difference between social work and psychology? Because it seems that and you therapy. both have therapy sessions, right. Right. Yeah. where you speak to people and help them with their issues or whatever they may have to kind of help their life to make their life better, right? Yeah. Or make better decisions. So what would be the difference between you two? Yeah, I'll tell you like this. It really will depend on their license? job. Uh, it could depend on their license. Because yeah, I think social workers have a couple of licenses. Yeah, they have different licenses. But we, and we have different privileges as well. Psychiatrists are trained in medicine, right? Like they go to medical school. So most, the vast majority of, my, of psychi- psychiatrists only prescribe medicine. There are a handful here and there in the country that do therapy as well. There's a good amount of them that... I do therapy in D.C., but most just do medicine and aren't trained in therapy so at all. Wait. So then what does a psychiatrist do? They just they, prescribe they have, they, They're able to prescribe you, so, you know. But like, like, based, but like based off of what, Like though? Xanax and shit like that. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, do, an ass- they'll do an assessment. Oh, right? okay, so we'll have to at least talk to yes, you. Yes, they will do talk, okay. but but okay. They're, but they'll do, like, you know, an intake, an assessment of your history, like gotcha. understanding your your symptoms. They're very symptom and diagnostic focused. For, for, the, for the sole purpose of, of giving you medicine, medicine. Yeah. not okay. helping right. you through your. So for, like, you know, Adderall, like Xanax, like, you know, the antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-anxiety medications. Right. Uh, you know, that's that's what a psychiatrist is for. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a psychologist, we're we don't have medication pro- uh, uh, privileges, right? right? But we will. We're very trained in therapy. I'm also trained in psychological assessment, like the Rorschach. Mm-hmm. And um, so we can do both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> And you want to fuck your mom. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, he, he prescribed cocaine at one point, but he yeah, also had he some, like... On that shit. He was... He also, so, <laughs> tell me about your day. Who was this we're talking about? Freud. Freud. Freud, Freud. Yeah. Freud was rolling. He man. also had some really useful things. Yes, okay. he did, of course. I mean, the laws was different back then. 
know, the laws yeah. was different. They didn't know much about cocaine back then, yeah. that's for sure. Cocaine, man, nah, nah, nah. Medicine. It's like, this would cure depression. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a cure for depression again another 15 minutes later. They should have kept cycling through. There's some good ones out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so, yeah, so back to what you were saying before. Uh, oh, then social workers, they're training therapy... But uh, they also are really, uh, they're also training kind of like a community mental health where they'll do, they'll look up referrals and resources and programs, you know, for people to get into, right, housing situations, right. They're more of a kind of like hands-on and getting people connected to certain things that they might need given their situation. Mm. Um, So, for example, on an inpatient ward, right, they may handle all of the referrals, like all of the follow-up treatment care and making sure that the family is in touch with the treatment team and um, while also doing some therapy, right, and meeting with them and, and checking up on their, their treatment plan. So they're more of like, they do a lot of case management, they will do some therapy, but also they'll manage programs to get people connected to programs and referrals as well. Got you, got you. So, um, you know, pandemic's still going on. What are some of the most issues you've seen? First of all, there's telehealth now, right? So mm-hmm. I, I used to be one of those servers who was like, I'm never doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like, I have to. Okay. So, yeah. so but you still virtual. prefer the in-person, in-person even I though. I do, man. I do. You seeing patients in person now? Uh, occasionally. Okay. You got the plastic yeah, wall right. up. And- <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, know how you need making a sandwich? What yeah. you need, my friend? What you need? Uber driver? The bulletproof glass in the corner stores? What makes you like, and I personally hate working but what makes you like in person like what makes it different yeah <laughs> this is a very stupid example but uh I, I don't know i think it's funny right so there's there's a patient i've been working with for the better part of a year it's, it's like seven months eight months maybe and i saw him for the first time this past week and we realized we were both sneakerheads oh yeah you, can, you, don't, you know you don't know that kind of shit yeah. right you don't yeah. know but you just get a better feel of a person right yeah. like you yeah. just you know you can kind of you know, see who they are. There was a couple that I was working for a while, and I realized, I mean, their personalities kind of spoke to this in a, in a bit of, in a way. But you know, uh, one person was severely taller than the other. It's just like more information about who they are and how they interact. You know, mm. right, right. It's stuff that you can't really communicate. It's over stuff the computer. that, yeah. And and they say that you know, at least sixty-seven percent of all communication is nonverbal. Mm. So there's right. a lot of stuff that you could kind of like really actually miss out on. Mm. And, and it's probably a huge gap between them turning on their their uh, telecommuting, not telecommuting, like virtual. Their mic, uh, yeah, their like camera. To, yeah, like them turning on that that presentation to you as compared to walking into your office and they're kind of more loose and being themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. it can work. It can work both ways. But you're right, right? Like because because the, the, the screen is kind of like. I don't know. It's just like one removed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a little. You're not in the same space with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's some. There's some people who actually. When I transitioned, I'd work with them in person for a while, and I transitioned to telehealth, and it's like. Um, they became more they, comfortable. They became more comfortable because mm-hmm. they're in their own space. It feels a little safer. They're not like in, you know, mm-hmm. my office. Yeah. So you didn't have the stress well, of taking a bus all the way to see you or something that like that. Too. You know, it's raining outside be, of snow. Might not be too self-conscious, you know, looking at what they're wearing and stuff like that. Exactly. So feel comfortable in their own home. Okay, I get that. Um, yeah. What other, you know, issues? So, but what, what, what other things have you been dealing with since the pandemic? What are you seeing from patients right. mostly now that the pandemic has been going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of loneliness. Uh, a lot of stress between couples locked in the house. You know, DC is a lot of condos and apartments, mm-hmm. smaller spaces, more fights, or things that weren't addressed get you know stirred up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have underlying issues with a partner, right, for a while, or just some arguments that haven't been dealt with, right, the, those things can really flare up. You're locked in, you know, a space together. You know, mm-hmm. so that happens. Um, you know, and, and your general stuff that's just a little bit higher, right? Like your depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everyone's at a higher level of stress right now. Did, did you sure. see uh, like a, a pandemic uptake in your clientele? I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. How 100%. many clients you now? Um, I, I always go by like how many appointments I have a week. And so I average about 27, 28. Appointments? Yeah. That was before the pandemic or that's right now? That's right now. That's right now. Before, maybe like it was a little bit lower, but there was one point in the pandemic I got got up a bit higher, Uh, you know? 
yeah. like third year. And so like, do patients see you every week or is it, you know? I, I like seeing people every week. I think that's the way therapy works best. Uh, not everyone wants to do that or has the energy to devote to that. Okay. Um, there's some people I see t- twice a week, and there are other people I see every other week. Wow. Twice but a week. I do not see anyone less than every other week. I don't think that's therapy at that point. Oh. <laughs> <What is> it? <laughs> it's just catching up. It's just catching up. Let's check in. You know? Right, yeah, it's adjusting whatever fire is like, you know, yeah, right. what, the, what the new fire is, the news of the week kind of right, thing. Right, you know? right, it really, right. the goal is to kind of get a little bit deeper than that. So you run the risk of that with, you know, weekly therapy or every other week, but... You know, this is even more of a chance if you're meeting like every three or four weeks. So, what's like the format? Like, 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 is it an hour every week? Yeah, is yeah. It, is there like, not to get too much into like the, the the magic of all, but like, is there like a structure where like you spend the first couple of weeks just getting to know them, and then like, like, how does it unfold from an outside perspective? Good question. Good question. So, when someone first calls me, I'll arrange a time to do like a you know 15 minute phone conversation just to get a sense of like if what they're dealing with is within my wheelhouse I feel like I can work with them and you know the logistics of my practice are okay for them as well and then I explain how it works right you get a set time from week to week or however frequently you decide to meet either week to week or every other or or more frequently and that's your day that's your time I don't give it away to anybody else right so if you say Thursdays on noon that's that's it Thursdays at noon right and you would have to cancel or reschedule within 48 hours right or else you're charged for the session and that just works for me for a bit from a business standpoint but even for them to like you know you got to be invested in therapy for it to work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so if you set aside just that one hour a week right like that's it, it it does something for i think the person in terms of how they get into it and their devotion and, and commitment to it um and it also communicates how important it is to me too so the, and then it's like an hour, right? So, or for some couples I'll meet with for an hour and 20, but the, it's called a clinical hour, which is just 50 minutes because the remaining 10 minutes are for me to write up a brief clinical note. Mm-hmm. So, and the same with couples, right? It's not an hour and a half, it's an hour and 20. Okay, okay. So it's 50 minutes, an hour, an hour and 20. You ever, had, you ever had like issues with clients or patients, you know, they blow up on you and walk out or... You know, yeah. like, like Soprano, you know, we just... Yeah, you know, <laughs> I totally just talked about broke that Broke his joint. table and... and yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. It's normal or it's, it's like... Uh, I mean, it's not your everyday session, right? Uh, it's, you know, it's it's just... A, it's it's The way that I look at stuff like that is like, you're communicating something and it's my job to help you figure out what it is you're really communicating. Right. So it's not for me to, like, take it personal. Of course, there's something about me maybe that's a part of it. But also, right, it's about me helping them understand what is it doing. They probably do this with other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've had patients, like, abruptly in treatment with me. But they've also come in talking about how all the people they've ever dated are, like, you abruptly in relationships. And we don't understand why. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're doing it again, you know, <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. right, like, I'm getting kind of a sense of what your exes feel, like, when you just uh, abruptly left, and, and trying to help them understand why it is they play out these patterns in their life. Hey, you tell them that? I see what your ex is talking about. That must, uh... yeah. No, I didn't say it like that! <laughs> yeah, your ex was right. They the building's on fire. <laughs> it's like, this, this feels like an abrupt end, and you've talked about, you know, ending relationships pretty abruptly and being disillusioned by how people feel like you don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you're communicating nice, that again. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right way to say it. <laughs> 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 you know how we lawyers get bad news? They're going to jail. They're going to jail. <laughs> 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 you gonna lock up? They won't let you out. <laughs> Y'all ever seen that Drewski skit where he's just like, "They gave you life, <laughs> sayonara." <laughs> like, damn, y'all. It's like, hey, no empathy in that tone. No, nah, I, I think that's kind of where lawyers different. Like, you know, we gotta give you the hard, cold truth. You know, as soon as possible, I think. Yo, let me ask because y'all. If you if you put fluff around it, they might not get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so oh, I like that. that. Okay, so I, I might not go to jail. You yeah. gotta yeah. give them enough fluff to survive the landing, but not enough fluff to not realize they're on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't have them out there thinking they're flowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what some some of our colleagues we have in the air just. Yeah, chilling. Like they got a parachute on and it's full of bricks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so when they hit the ground, yeah. it's like, 
You did it. You did it. Yeah. Your gravity. Fuck you. Like, bro, I've been, I've, been, I've been pumping you a little bit of gravity every time I see you, baby. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. But the, the, less, the less you do it, the more it's going to hurt when it hits. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. I think what you're supposed to do is like, you're, you're like, I think they're like a plane with like one engine and your your air traffic control like oh you make a left you need to slow down get <laughs> yeah. traffic 50 knots yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's how you gotta be I, I, you know what I mean that makes a lot of sense yo I believe in like giving giving the truth in a way that's constructive considerate and yeah, and, yeah, yeah considerate yeah. yeah I definitely gotta do that because I do a lot of SEL work in in my junior high school what that mean SEL it's a social emotional learning. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's good stuff. Yeah, so uh, you, you gotta like for me, I have a lot of teachers who like they'll put a lot of fluff. They'll make them feel like, oh no, it's okay that you smacked that kid in the back of the head because nah, he took your crazy. pencil. No, and I'm like, wild. and I'm like, boy, like I, I tend to give it like not disrespectful but raw. I'll be like, listen, man, like what if that was a sibling of yours? Then you would be up here, you know, or your cousin would be up here, your whole family right, would be right. up here ready to scrap outside. Right. Like, do you not? You know, like I gotta put it in terms and in, in in the world that I understand that they live in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that they live in. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, like, I'll have kids who just be wild, disrespectful to their teachers. You know, like, fuck you, suck my dick, and I just be like, okay, um, I understand you're angry, but what if you were a teacher and a student said that to you? I smack them. I was like, oh well, you would lose your job. But also, <laughs> but, but like, also, like, do you see, like, that teacher didn't smack you? Yeah, you know, so, yeah. so, so, and, and, and with junior high school kids, I feel like with adolescents, it's a lot of like, oh no, it's the outside, not me. It's, you know, no, oh, will he, oh, will she, oh, will they? And so, and right. so there's like, and so I feel like they, obviously they the adolescents, their brain hasn't grown to understand that, yeah. but right. it takes a lot for me to have to like dial that back down and then, and then lay the chips down and be like, no, you don't got to You don't got a full house, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. missing a couple cards. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so, uh. So it's hard with kids. Do, do, do you work? Do you work with with children or? I do not. It's I just like eighteen and over. I don't want to hear you. It's hard, man. <laughs> you know, you know what it is with kids that that frustrates me because it is a lot of their their external world. They, a lot of a lot of kids they'll have adult responsibilities but not adult control, right. Or adult mm -hmm. authority. Mm -hmm. You know, so they 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 really ain't working with a full deck at all. Mm -hmm. But they still giving full deck responsibilities. You know, so I it's hard watching that. You wow. know, because yeah. a lot of the times they'll deal with stuff. And they're, like you said, right? They're just acting out their shit on the external world. Mm -hmm. They're raging against it in whatever way they can to mm -hmm. get what's inside of them out, you know, mm -hmm. without even understanding what's in there, mm -hmm. you know? So I have worked with some, with some teens. I will work with some like 17, 16, but that's like, but you got to be able to, you know, talk. If you're, if you're able to talk, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you because that's just where I'm like more comfortable and where I'm, I think my skills come to life. But your license, you can talk to children, right? Is it? Yeah, a, I can. It's, it's no, all it's ages? Separate the, the license, all the, the, the separate it's license? Separate, there's not a separate license. Oh, so, no. you, so you can talk to infants like, <laughs> and then you can talk to like 90 year olds and be like, you don't know what the fuck it was like before cars. <laughs> I got the internet now. I, don't I had to go to a library. <laughs> Technically, Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really all. I'm not all that training kids. Okay, yeah. So that's that's a, like a specialty, like infants in particular, but also kids. Is yeah, yeah. So you, do you feel like kids, like you were saying, it takes a special set of skills? I think so, because you, you are helping a kid on some level wrestle with what they can't control, because mm -hmm. it is a lot of the outside world, but it's trying to get them to focus on what they can that's that's right. going on within them. Right, right, you know? right, right. And it, it's 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 tough, though. It's, it's it's tough. A lot of kids are in tough, tough spots. Whereas, whereas with adults, everybody over 18 would be like, nah, bro, you know it's your fault. It's on you. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you. I'm just, I'm telling you again, it's your fault. Yo, the, fu <laughs> the fucked up thing about trauma, and childhood trauma in particular, and I think we all like come out of childhood with some sort of stuff that we adopt to that forms our personality mm -hmm. like and the partners that we choose so on and so forth but you know the really fucked up thing about life is that like you know things happen to you that are fucked up or you know whether it be parents or, or other people in your life who do things to you at some point it does come your responsibility to deal with it mm -hmm. right so it's you know being able to empathize with yourself for having gone through that while also taking up the reins of being in control of your own life mm -hmm. you know and that's hard. Yeah, right. I be feeling bad when people say shit like that. Come on, Chavo was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I yeah, I think I think we had pretty good childhoods too. Yeah, it, was, you know? it, was, it was a good time. 
Oh, it was kind of wild. I can't get live. I was kind of crazy. I but. feel like I didn't realize how ghetto my upbringing was until I got to college. And I was like, it can be this safe. <laughs> right. Wow. Right, right, yeah. So there's still stuff, right? You can enjoy your childhood and still have certain things that you've adapted but you know, to. But the funny thing is, right. like, even in noticing the differences, like hot, cold, I enjoyed, what I, was, like, I enjoyed the cold. Now, right. I'm, I'm enjoying that too, but it's like, yeah, yeah. like I didn't, yeah. I still don't look back at it as negative. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. ever like, I'm never angry at my pops for whooping my ass, but like, you know, now, like, I remember I read some article um, for a, uh, for some education class, and it was talk, it was, it was discussing the, the relation between like whipping your kid and how slave owners would whip their, whip yeah. their slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was making like a correlation between part that. of my dissertation actually. And I was just like, and was I was just really? like, yeah. I can't believe I didn't make that connection. But now that I did, I can't unsee it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So I don't know if I'm whooping my kid's ass, but if he's bad, I, I might have to get his younger <laughs> cousin to punch him in the stomach or some shit. Like, you know, <laughs> someone his age. Like, I, I don't know. It'll hit different It'll hit different. Literally. You can't say, Dad, you beat me. Like, no, Dad, you got me beat up. Yeah, but it was a baby fist that hit you. It wasn't a man's fist. You got to do it like they do in Game of Thrones. Right. So, because you can't hit the prince, there's a boy you beat. So you should just get a man he really likes and beat that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite, whoop his favorite teacher's ass. <laughs> he comes in like with, with a crutch and shit. Johnson, what, what happened? From, 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 you happened. From, from five to ten, you have like a Spanish tutor that they come in yeah. and they really get to like him. And at ten to fourteen, it's like, yeah, this guy, I'm gonna beat the ass. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! I will cut a finger, but every time you disobey me. <laughs> So you said I was part of your dissertation, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. Jesus. And explain what a dissertation is, you know, for. Yeah. So a dissertation is an independent study that you have to complete in order to graduate. You know, so I wrote this 130 page research paper about uh, what was it? Jeez, man. Uh, I feel old. Like I graduated 2015. Wow. It's 2022, huh? Yeah. yeah. Goddamn. Yep. We old. We are. So it, it was on. Um, parenting styles and well-being among african-american youth so it was looking at correlations right which is not causation it doesn't mean like this causes that but it's just looking at certain markers of various parenting styles as reported by the kids and um certain markers of well-being and looking at correlations and what i found was that for really strict parenting, like black kids, and it and it did. There was some data that was the difference between like two parent homes versus a single parent home, and it didn't mean mother and father. It could have been grandfather and grandmother, like just a maternal and a paternal like entity in your home that was that was there for you, right? And so there, there was one of the most interesting findings I thought is that authoritarian parenting, the parenting that was like really really strict, um, and real um, and about discipline and obedience, right, uh, actually had higher markers for, for autonomy in black youth. And that's the opposite for white kids. Like, so white parents who were strict, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the data shows it's, it's opposite for white kids. Like, white parents who are really strict, they don't come out, um, white kids don't have as many uh, correlations to, like, psychological well-being, but black kids do. Right, right. So, and that was for both, and that was the only finding for single parenting homes. Mm. So the other kind of parenting styles, one that's balanced with warmth and discipline, and the other one that's just more permissive, none of those correlated to any sort of psychological well-being outcomes. But the ones, but for single parent homes, strictness, you know, definitely did. So there's a couple of reasons why that might be. One of them is that because there's adequate warmth and love that comes along with that harshness that could maybe incorporate corporal punishment, like physical punishment, mm -hmm. but not. And that's not the case for white parents who are authoritarian and who are really strict. Mm -hmm. There's not an adequate amount of warmth. Mm -hmm. Or we receive it as warmth because they explain to us that they have to be this way or there'll be somebody else who's going to whoop our right, ass right. or imprison us or the kill police. us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like we're trying to teach you a certain level, certain kind of decorum mm -hmm. so that somebody else doesn't have to parent your ass. And that's, that's how, like, you know, the correlation between, like, physical punishment and slave ownership comes into play, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, like black parents have always prioritized obedience because they wanted to keep us safe, right? right? Exactly. But knowing that, you know, we, we internalize it in a different way. So that was like one of the cool findings that came from it. Yeah, and, and another part of that, that, that our, I mean, it could have been a separate one, but they were talking about how, 
you know, um, in urban families that, you know, you'll, you'll talk down and get, you'll get your big head ass over here. Or like, and, and that also stemmed from how, uh, slave families would keep their kids because they, they talk that, oh, oh, massa, oh, he's not strong. He's actually really dumb. And, you know, they, they would talk their children down so that they would be able to more likely keep their, their children with them rather than have them sold off if the, if the uh, slaves talk them to be... down to like the slave master. Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that kind of stemmed down because that existed because they did it out of survival. It now translates to you got a lot of parents who were like, get yeah. your big head ass over here. You so stupid. Like, right, you know, right. they use these words that are could now in a, in, a, in a world where they have more elbow room to, to self-reflect. You know, they're not worrying, you know, they're not worrying about, you know, a lion killing them or, or, or somebody enslaving them yeah. physically. My dad used to call me a stupid motherfucker when I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But like, what he would do is call me a stupid motherfucker, right? <laughs> Wait for it. And then he'd be like, that's not it. <laughs> like, stupid motherfucker. Like, all right, go back to your room. When I call you, like, say you wanted to do something, like, Whatever he wanted me to do, that I didn't even know what I was supposed to do because he, I didn't wasn't paying attention. He'd be like, "Shoot, motherfucker!" And he'd have me come to the room, and he'll be sitting there like, "Go back to the room. When I fucking call you, you better you better come." I'm like, all right, go back to the room. We're playing video games. You gotta sit there quietly. Sit there quietly. Stupid motherfucker! <laughs> was this like a joke? <laughs> this is this a joke between? <laughs> Real life shit. It's not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Give me some simple ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack oh, there. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. I realized when I was like 22 and all I did was get drunk and be super loud. I am my father. <laughs> hey, man. We all, we all got something, man. We all got, man. We all got yeah. something. Yeah. Um, we all got something. Yo, but this is great, man. This is dope. Um, you know, we I got a bunch of more stuff that I want to talk to you about, but we ain't get to. But it's all good. You are gonna be back? You I know, will. When that, listen, back, man. Though. Send the invite. Hey, listen. Right. When you back in New York, you know, Z- next year. Hey, man. This this is a pleasure, though, man. You know, yeah, I, I fucks yeah, with the show heavy. Yeah. Uh, it was a long time coming. Yeah. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah. Um, yo, we got some unsung heroes. Unsung uh, heroes. Sponsors. Oh, oh Olay. Ole is our um, unsung hero. Ole Yemi Olurin. Thank you. Thank you for helping me with that. I told you to write it out phonetically. I, I did. I did, but it got harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Respectfully, respectfully. It got so harder. Yeah, yeah. So harder. It got so harder. Um, yeah. But yeah, she is our uh, unsung hero. She's a public defender. She oh, actually oh. is a, a attorney uh, in the same office that we are. Yep. Um, we had to give it to her because we can't make ourselves on the on, on some heroes on the show. So she's, she's our surrogate. She also does great work for her community. <laughs> she does. That's yeah. also like, yeah. That's what the article is for. This is just the, the teaser. Right. A little taste. A little yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah, little taste. Yeah, she does great work in the community. Yeah. Um, sponsors. Who we got, baby? Uh, um, we, the sponsor today is Raw Radiance. Raw Radiance. Yes. Right. Uh, beauty and uh, beauty and beauty products uh, uh, brand. Mm-hmm. They have uh, great products uh, all, with all natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, check them out. The information's obviously in this box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the screen. It's on the website. It's the blog. Be here, 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 here. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, any advice you want to give to the people? Yeah, Last you want words? The, any anything you want them to follow and oh, contribute man. to? Oh no, my bad. You don't give Cash advice. App. You don't give advice. My bad. I, I do bad. have some sayings that I leave people. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, yo! My Cash App is not. <laughs> <laughs> you got OnlyFans, like your OnlyFans. All advice. Clapping your cheeks, be like, love yourself. Clap, clap, clap. I'll, I'll just say one uh, one thing. It is a little advicey, but and I'm not one for cliches, but I, I do share this because I think it's hard for everybody to do this. It's uh, talk to yourself like somebody you love. You know, you're stuck. You're stuck with yourself. You have a lot of yeah. Y'all got money. Yeah, sound effects. I like that. I like that. I think this is man. Yeah, I'm rich. That was a microaggression. <laughs> Uh, it comes from the heart. 
<laughs> what you oh, mean we got money? It's because he's black and we don't got no money. I had a podcast, we never had no side effects, man. I never lived in this nice before, right? Oh, y'all live nice over here. I got merch and shit. I ain't never done this, right? Why should they do numbers like this, though? Right? I'm just enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. This is what? This is what? But real no. talk, man, uh, talk to yourself like somebody you love. Uh, you're stuck with yourself for life. You're the only person you got to forgive all the time. You got to love all the time. Give grace to all the time. So make sure you do that. Right, Where can the people find you at? Uh, DrJSHopkins.com. Uh, DrJSHopkins at gmail.com. And DrJSHopkins is my handle on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah. That's the way to do know. it. Get them all. Uh, you know, I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> Just uh, trying to be like y'all when I grow up. Man. Right, right, right. <laughs> 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 Gotta get them all. Yo, go. Good shit, y'all. Good shit. Hey, man. Episode, man. Thanks for having me. Yep. See you guys. See you next week. See you next time. Yeah. Woo! Give me that. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. So what they're saying, right? Just be clear. Dropping gems, I be preaching. Don't overstep the line of my freedom of speaking. We cast to the world, but the words in the street and connecting all the minds of the people we reaching. Yo, accepted, took your fenced in and contempting. Teach you motherfuckers a lesson and pressing the issue at hand. Nah, I don't care about objections, suspensions, and cell inspections. Just a question of black lives is my passion. And love for my fam is everlasting. So stop gassing these asses with glasses. Cause in the end, I leave them with a trash. Jury's out. Uh, uh, uh. Jury's out. Now we kick it to the masses, tryna spit the law, now we laugh off our asses Breaking down the latest shit, carrying crazy lady shit, glad I got no baby shit Covid got me crazy bitch, damn, and she gon' have to edit this The jury's out, so you can't even credit us No statements null and void, invalid evidence No, we can't take this to court, cause you know Jury's out, uh, 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 uh. Jury's out. Uh, 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 uh.